everyone. Just want to take a moment to thank you for listening to the podcast. Those of you that you've been with me from the start, when it was just audio only for eight years, seven years, thank you for that support. Those of you that have picked me along up along the way on YouTube, thank you as well. Like I am so grateful for both groups of people, those that stick with me, those that have picked me up along the way and stick with me. So thank you for that. It means the world to me. It's about, been about one year since I've been on YouTube. Um, the podcast itself has been on for like seven or eight, I want to say. So um, thank you for that. And, and and I really appreciate you, you know, leaving comments like on, on below the videos or on TikTok or on Facebook. Like I've realized I have some really, really <laughs> strong movie buffs as, as fans of the podcast. Like there's some people out there that are just, um, their knowledge is like stunning. Like if you go to my Facebook page or you go to TikTok, the stuff I posted, there's some really knowledgeable people out there that kind of blow me away. I mean, I've, Along my travels before the podcast, I heard people talk about how they're movie buffs, and they don't know the difference between a cinematographer and a boom mic operator. And um, to see these people out there, to see these people just, you know, read their comments, I am just blown away by the people that are movie buffs uh, that listen to the podcast. So thank you for your insight. Thank you for your comments. Listen, you've got a million podcast, million, six million podcasts asking you for subscribe and likes. I won't do that. If you feel like I've deserved it, thank you. It's It, it truly means a lot to me. If not, 100%, I totally get that too. Um, so um, thank you for your support. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For my longtime listeners, for my for my new friends, uh, thank you. I, I truly, truly appreciate that. All my social media contacts, all my contacts are below this video. Please feel free to reach out anytime. Um, support as you feel as you feel necessary or a fit that's that's fine I, I totally get that um so there's a couple things that i wanted to get into uh one of which is um one of the segments i'm bringing back i've done for a while is the movie loft where i take a look at movies that may have been underappreciated on first pass right it's not gonna be a whole new format it's like you know so if 85 percent of the interviews of the podcast is interviews 15 or 20 might be the, the movie loft and so that being said, it takes a look at movies. I take a look at movies that probably should have gotten more love first time around. So I'll give you an example. So like Butterfly Effect with Ashton Kutcher. Great movie that is is really overlooked. It's overlooked big time. Um, it's a great movie. It holds the test of time. You know, when I first saw it, I'm like, this is going to be an instant classic. And um, it was, I think a lot of people, some people, a lot of people liked it, not as much as I did. I feel it really deserves more love than it gets. So that's kind of the premise. It's about 20, 25 minutes. I think it's listenable. Uh, I hope you find uh, value in it. If not, completely get that, completely understand. So last thing I'll say uh, before I, I introduce what I'm about to introduce. So I've done a lot of work over the years in the podcast with Netflix, ton of documentaries. I've done some HBO stuff. I've done some Hulu stuff. Um, there's other networks. Uh, over the weekend, I did something with Paramount Plus and, and um, saw a trailer for a really great show called Rabbit Hole, uh, premieres March 26th. Really great show. There's really nothing like it. I, I love, like, I try to guess at what's going to happen in the show, and I'm pretty good about that. I'm pretty good at, like, okay, this person's that did that, or this is about to happen. This show, it'll keep you guessing, and you're going to be wrong every time, but you're going to love it. Um, I saw three episodes. I loved them. I loved all three. It was just phenomenal. And um, I had a chance to talk to a lot of the cast over the weekend. It's it's um it's featuring Kiefer Sutherland, who's a producer on the project, and he he leads the cast uh, list for sure. Um, but I had a chance to talk to the writers, um, Glenn and John, 
who also wrote Bad Santa, which is like one of the last great comedies um, ever made. I mean, really. I mean, the last five years, there's been nothing. There's been some great TV shows that are funny. Um, what am I watching now? There's a couple on, you know, uh, Ted Lasso is great. Uh, Schitt's Creek is great. Um, Shrinking, I love. Uh, there's a lot of great things on TV. There's a lot of fun stuff. But as far as movies go, uh, it's far and few between. Like, movies now are just trying to dance around issues. Everyone's too worried about offending somebody else. And it just ends up being blah. Uh, Bad Santa was not blah. Bad Santa is a classic. It's an instant classic. And both Glenn uh, and John, who wrote uh, Rabbit Hole, which I'm about to talk about, wrote Bad Santa. So I was really happy to be able to speak with them. Um, made a golden phenomenal actor, Hunger Games, really talented actor. I got a chance to speak with her. Charles Dance, uh, the head of the Lannister family in Game of Thrones. Um, he was so good in The Crown. Uh, I mean, if you take a look at filmography, you'll know him instantly. Uh, Walt Clink plays the intern, great young actor, up and coming actor. Uh, just a just a solid uh, performance in the episodes that I saw. Uh, Enid Graham, um, another great actor who is um, who was wonderful on uh, Mayor of Easttown. Just a great actor, solid actor. You'll recognize her as well. And Rob Yang, who was in the menu, is in this show. It's really, I love it. I mean, I, I was really privileged to, to sit with these wonderful people, ask them a few questions, and um, yeah, it was a blast. So I'm going to present all three interviews to you. Um, after this and, and again thank you so much I have some really great stuff coming up ahead um, some really great guest book that you're going to love and, and I hope you find value and meaning in that and um, you know without droning on too much um, reach out anytime thanks for your support and um, so just looking at your body of work Bad Santa truly one of the last great you know written comedies uh, um, probably ever made and then we're looking at this wonderful show The Rabbit Hole which keeps you guessing the entire time which one of those, like, do you feel that pr provides more or presents more of a um, difficulty for you when, when it comes to writing? Because I look at Rabbit Hole, it's always, ha it always evolving. It's, it, you know, people are, it, it makes you second guess constantly. Um, comparing those two types of project for both of you, I suppose, which do you view as tougher or do they present different challenges in their own right? <laughs> um, comedy is hard in that we have to sit across from each other and we share a computer and two screens and we have to make each other laugh. And, and that's, dip, that's, that's very difficult. Uh, but this show was just figuring out the story the whole season because we worked whole, uh, the whole season. We would outline the whole season, then we sh wrote the whole season. Once we figured that out, the writing itself was fairly enjoyable because you knew, because you knew the, you, you, you have no bandwidth with these story elements because you have to stick in your channel. You, you know, there's no like going off on a, on a, on a wing and a prayer and having some creative idea, you have to do this, you know, because if we, you don't do the whole thing, the whole puzzle falls apart and that's for the whole season. So writing was actually, a, a once we were done with the outlines, I think the writing was, a, was kind of a pleasure, you know, just adding f flavor and color to the, to the, to the scene descriptions and stuff like that. Personalities, right? Different, but powerful. Kieran Lannister, Lord Mountbatten, um, ben Wilson is no exception. Um, he is. He also brings a level of, to the unknown, which is makes him almost more frightening. Um, as as you progress through your filmography, do you feel as if your process changes? Does it remain the same? Um, is it dependent on projects? Um. <clears throat> 
Yeah, well, it, to a certain extent, it does depend on projects. Of course it does, you know, because each project has, has a different merit. Um, but, the, I, mean, I mean, that's the, the, the really wonderful thing about this job that we do, that we're all lucky enough to do because we love doing it. Whereas so many people just have to do a job to pay the bills, you know. We do a job that we love. And, um, and you know, actors should never retire because if we retire, there's nobody to play old wrinkly people. Um, and the point is that, you know, as you move into a different age, then there's characters now available to me that were not available to me 10 or 20 years ago. And long may it continue. Thank you for that. Thank you. Jamie. Uh, Maida, there's a really uh, wonderful scene uh, in episode three where you're at the table, but the audience doesn't know you're at the table until, the, until it pans back. So the conversation's about you without people knowing you're there. Uh, what's it like at the end of that scene? You know, you're, you're with Charles, you're with Kiefer. As, as a professional actor, as somebody who loves acting, what's it like to be in that type of scene with that level of acting and actors around you? Um, what's that like for you? Oh, well, you know, actually that day, um, well, I love that scene, but that day was the hottest day of 2022. Um, we were shooting in Canada and we were shooting in this old, dilapidated home with no air conditioner and a, a crew in a tiny, tiny room. So we were, I think somebody had heat stroke while we were shooting that. Really? Yeah, like one of the crew. So it was, so we were sweat, so I was sweating the whole time, um, while that was happening. But, um, no, it's a, it's a great scene. And, but I kind of saw that scene as, um, you know, go, even though it's not the scene, but the theme of the scene for me was going to meeting my nightmare in-law, you know, like, like, you know, you're, you're at the dinner for the first time and it's a nightmare in this dysfunction because underneath all these big themes, it's, it's kind of about trauma and, and family dysfunction. And so, um, yeah, it was, a, I mean, I was a couple pounds lighter because it was so hot at the end of the day. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, these two are, I mean, these are both icons here that I'm, I'm in the middle of. So it's, uh, fantastic. I mean, and I was a little skinnier, so. Thank you for that. Hi, everyone. Uh, Rob, my question is for you. Uh, Bryce in the menu, now Edward in Rabbit Hole. Have oh. you reached the point? Have you re reached the point now where you're all set being held hostage? <laughs> yeah, you know, there's probably more, you know, more to come, you know, along that, you know, just being, you know, put into bad places. I, th I think, I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I take to it pretty well, I think. Just, uh, well, we're not going to let you leave here now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I haven't well, told you, but you're trapped. Yeah, you know, you're not seeing the rest of this room. Here, <laughs> I have friend. a gun in my pocket. <laughs> this is it for me. I'm actually not kidding. <laughs> that was it. That was... <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I love that sort of stuff. It's a, just make bad stuff happen and, like, <laughs> just try to deal with it. It's like, it's, it's more fun uh, to... It, t terror is hard, I think. Uh, so, I, I'd like to, you know, I I I can't watch horror films really, because I'm I fall for every trick, like even the ones that are obvious. <laughs> Thank you.